0: Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Beauty Podcast. I'm your host, Priya Rao. And here with me today is Bruno Schiavi, the CEO of Uncle Bud's CBD. Welcome, Bruno.
1: Thank you, Priya. Glad to be here.
0: Glad to have you. So Bruno, you know, obviously during the pandemic, cannabis and CBD had a big impact on people's lives. Tell me a little bit about what was going on at Uncle Bud's.
1: It, it, it actually, yes, you're correct. it did have an incredible rise. it was also a time of uh, really where brands um you know flourished and then other brands kind of faded away. Uh, it was an exciting time because for us um we actually had a, a sanitizing category that was already ready, believe it or not six months before and we were going to launch that in October of uh, 2020. But fast forward, when March came around and the pandemic hit, we thought of, uh, we decided to basically accelerate that launch and move it forward to March. Um, it was exciting because we actually gained a new customer. So we had a lot of people that were looking for hand sanitizer, but uh, were coming to us not necessarily because of hemp and CBD, but because they wanted hand sanitizer. And by default, they thought, oh, you sell hemp and CBD. Oh, what is CBD? So we actually got uh, a new customer, which we introduced them to this new amazing ingredient of CBD and hemp as well. And from just buying hand sanitizer, now we've kind of gained uh, a long time customer, which is really exciting.
0: Tell us a little bit about the Uncle Bud story, because, you know, you just launched two years ago, 2018, or I guess three years ago at this point, we're in 2021. Um, And, you know, it was around the time that so many other CBD brands were popping up into the market, but many of them were at this luxury kind of prestige price point.
1: Yeah, well, look, I've been in retail for 25 years. And to me, it was all about creating a product that everybody can try everybody not just the top one percent of the population so a lot of the brands that were coming out you know they were priced super super high uh you know 80 90 140 dollars we really didn't want that because it was a new ingredient we wanted to educate people we wanted people to have the opportunity to buy them it doesn't matter who you are It doesn't matter what demographic uh, or income you had we wanted uh, uncle buds to be a brand for the people So for us, it was always a strategy about coming out strong and partnering with great retailers, uh, mass market, and making sure that we carve a name for ourselves um, in the everyday uh, CBD and hemp product. Uh, You know, uh, we wanted our products to be priced super affordably. So our starting point for our uh, products started $2.50 retail, believe it or not, $2.50. Wow. Uh, All the way, our most expensive product is $46.99. So um, that's, that's really uh, what the journey for Uncle Buds has been, making sure that everybody can, can afford it, everybody can try it, everybody can see if it's for themselves, and then kind of decide if hemp and CBD is something that they really want to introduce into their life.
0: So tell me about when you say everybody, who is your customer today? Where is he or she living? How old are they? Because I think that there is this um, maybe misperception about who is using these products,
1: it's very interesting because my, you know, Uncle Buzz was created with my co-founder Garrett Grella, who at the age of 14 was diagnosed with arthritis in his uh, hips, back and knees. And I really wanted Garrett at the forefront of every campaign that we did, you know, together with Magic Johnson and together with Tony Braxton and Jane Fonda, I really wanted him to be the pillar of the brand. So really our brand is for anybody from the ages of 15 or 16 that suffers from uh, aches and pains from playing sport or they might have arthritis, uh, you know, all the way up to 99. So we really have a broad customer base. That's the exciting thing about Uncle Buds. And we really have everything for everybody, again, from pain relief to sun care to anti-ageing. Uh, to pet products, uh, personal personal wellness. So, really, it encompasses every category. So, we really, truly do have every kind of type of customer, which is really exciting. You know, um, we introduced a new feature on uh, on our website. We can ha- you can actually chat live to Garrett if you go and shop on our line. And a lot of people are saying, "Is that really you?" I'm chatting with the co-founder, and you know, you get people who are college people and people who are. 65 or 70. So, so that's the great thing about Uncle Buds. It's for everyone.
0: You mentioned a second ago, you know, obviously how expensive some of starting a new brand is. And I'm just wondering, you know, when you're talking about Magic Johnson or Tony Braxton or even Jane Fonda, which I know was like a very big coup for the brand. How did you find these ambassadors, you know, that were such big names and kind of recruit them to be part of your family?
1: So, you know, again, I've been in retail for over 20 years, so I've been around the block once or twice, uh, but I really had a clear strategy from when I launched the brand, right? This ingredient, CBD and hemp, is something that people need to be educated on about. It's an ingredient that people need to trust. You need to trust trusted voice behind it. So um, again, I wanted to partner with, and I've been doing celebrities again for the last 20 years. So for me, it was about bringing the right type of celebrity, not just anybody just putting a name onto a product. So if you look at Magic Johnson, so Magic Johnson, of course, needs no introduction, but he does suffer from aches and pains from playing sports all those years. Tony Braxton, Tony has lupus. So a condition of lupus, as you know, is when your joints swell and they ache and, and you're in Terrible pain. So for us, it was about making sure that we bring the right voices to the brand. And, um, you know, these uh, these two great uh, icons, Tony and Magic, are equity partners in the company. Um, and we really wanted their voices to be heard and and the trust factor. You know, we're 100% made in the U.S. We're GMO-free. We're paraben-free. Uh, we don't test on animals. So tick, tick, tick. But... We need people to know that this ingredient can be an amazing ingredient. You can trust this ingredient if it's done the right way.
0: So tell me a little bit about, you know, obviously having these kind of relationships and being able to leverage these celebrities, because it's not just, you know, the a-listers or the athletes like Jane Fonda and magic Johnson, but it's like reality TV stars. I mean, I think the whole real housewives uh, yes. cast <laughs> have been talking about you and live streaming about you. I mean, this is kind of the kind of promotion that many people pay a lot of money for. And, you know, it seems like you're getting it pretty organically.
1: Well, you know, it's, it's, I think a combination of both. Um, Again, people trust what I've done over the last 20 years um, and certainly I've built a lot of relationships over the years. Uh, When I launch a product, I really stand behind what I launch uh, you know, even with Uncle Buds, when I decided to to launch Uncle Buds, I had to make sure that it's a product that, uh, first of all, I used, that I trusted, I wanted to do it the right way. Um, so it's a combination of making sure that you work with the talent in a way that they're comfortable with the product, you want them to use it, you want them to, to try it, you want to make sure it works for them because it has to be organic. You know, consumers are very savvy these days and uh, a lot of celebrities, as you know, put their names onto a product doesn't mean that they were tried doesn't mean that they believe in it but sometimes it's just the payday we wanted to kind of go the other route um, for example with magic and tony i wanted them to be equity partners in the company i wanted them to be involved and certainly you know from making sure that from a press perspective from a credibility perspective so yes it does take a lot of uh, effort and time, but I think with the way my background was, that's how I really wanted to launch Uncle Bud's because we wanted to bring something that was unique to the masses.
0: Will you tell us a little bit about that background? Because, you know, Bruno, I think what's so interesting is that you previously were in fashion. You helped the Kardashians start like their first, one of their first fashion lines back in 2010. So how did you find your way to beauty and wellness?
1: So you know, I've I've always had a passion for for beauty products ever since you know I'm originally from Australia. Um, I started my first company when I was 20 years old um, out of my garage uh, with my mum, uh, basically on credit cards. <laughs> I certainly didn't have a handout. Uh, so by the time um, I was uh, 25, I already had about five different brands, but beauty was something that I always wanted to, to get into. So for me, it was about finding the right product. It's always about making sure when I, uh, when I launch a brand, it's about a white space in the market. I don't want to come into a cluttered market and just launch another moisturizer or another pain relief cream if there's no story behind it. And I think the, the exciting part about Uncle Bud's is that there's a real story behind the brand. It started with Garrett, with the one product, because of his arthritis, because he had debilitating pain, because nothing worked for him, nothing that that he basically put on his body that was chemical actually worked. So that's the exciting part of Uncle Bud's. There's a story. It, it started, you know, with not just another big conglomerate company that decided to wake up one day and make more money by just adding another line to our assortment. That's not how the brand started. And I think that authenticity is what helps a brand really thrive. I think if you're starting a brand, go back to the drawing board and say, why am I launching this brand? What is the story? What is the ethos? Where are we going with the brand? Ask yourselves those questions. And I think if you have an answer for those questions, I think you're going to be successful most times.
0: Tell us a little bit about the distribution strategy because, you know, we were talking a second about how you wanted this to be for everybody. And I think that a lot of the CBD that we were first finding, you know, whether it was Lord Jones or St. Jane, again, were in traditional beauty retailers. And you've kind of gone the total opposite direction. You're in Walmart, you're in the vitamin shop, you're launching in CVS. Um, I think you're going on QVC very soon. So what was that about? Because I know that very much so it's difficult to supply to all of these retailers, especially during COVID. And it's also difficult to, you know, to scale in every single one of those partners.
1: So for us, the strategy has always been, and you know, we have hemp and we have CBD and not every retailer carries uh, both. Some retailers just carry hemp. Some retailers just carry CBD. It's again, it's uh, it's what that retailer is comfortable with but for us we wanted to be linked to uh, big national retailers uh, you know i've been fortunate enough to have a relationship with these retailers over the years and and have had several brands with them but it was again about the touch points i wanted the brand to be accessible to everybody all the way from north dakota all the way to New York you know, and everybody in between. So um, it was a strategy about making sure that we can get as many eyeballs on the product, offer the right assortment, Uh, and certainly if you look at places like the vitamin shop, right? The vitamin shop uh, has been amazing. They carry um, 17 SKUs from our collection. They have the CBD line. And we also wanted to bring a new customer to them. When you think about the vitamin shop, you don't necessarily think you're going to go there and buy a Sumban Suva or um, an eye serum, but we wanted to introduce a new customer to them. So I worked really closely with the vitamin shop team to make sure that we had an assortment that was key to them. And and that's like with every retailer that we work with. You know, we we wanted to make sure that we offered the correct assortment for that shopper um, in that store. And then, of course, our our website. You know, we also launched our website, uh, which we didn't start off with our website. We only launched our website in 2020. At the beginning of january of 2020 uh, so um, for us it was launching at retail first and then launching our dtc model so we can learn learn from the customer
0: with d2c especially you know i mean there's been a lot of roadblocks in terms of advertising on google advertising on facebook and instagram so was that strategic from your perspective in terms of adding that after you had the retail presence versus coming out of the gate with d2c
1: Absolutely. A hundred percent. You know, there are so many regulations in terms of advertising Um, any pain relief product really on places like Facebook and Instagram, you can't advertise uh, anything relating to pain. It's not just, you know, um, compounded to hemp and CBD, but certainly we have a lot more roadblocks. So for us, the roadblocks um, have been something that I love a good challenge. I love for you to tell me I can't do it because I'll find a way to do it. So, from there, we learned, we really tried a lot of different things, so programmatic advertising, display advertising, and then we just finally launched, I'm not sure if you know, our 30-minute infomercial that airs nationally featuring Magic Johnson and Tony Braxton. So, uh, that started four weeks ago. So, we took two years to really learn what works uh, and what how we can educate people, and we're very constrained by Facebook and Instagram, obviously, so there are only a certain platforms that allow allow you to, like display advertising and programmatic, but we wanted more. We needed to explain to the consumer, what are the benefits of hemp? What are the benefits of using these products? So, we just launched our own 30-minute (laughs) infomercial.
0: You know you were talking a little bit about the mass consumer at the beginning of this, but then you're using people who are very elevated, very trusted at the same time. But do you think that there's any sort of disconnect there? You know, would it be easier just to kind of have an everyday, you know, Bruno kind of speaking about this or an everyday Priya speaking about this? Like how relatable do you think these people are?
1: Oh no, no. We do have relatable people because in the infomercial we have Garrett. Uh, who is the major star, actually, of the infomercial. He tells his story. So he goes right to the beginning of how he started the brand and with his parents and, you know, writing a letter to his mum, allowing him to go to a dispensary, you know, at the age of 15. I mean, how many kids do that, right? (laughs) Your parents would probably shut that down straight away. But uh, that's the interesting thing because we wanted Garrett to really tell his story. And and Tony and Magic are just peppered through. But we also have real customer testimonials during the infomercial, during the 30 minutes. So it's not just Magic and Tony talking 30 minutes about the brand. No, no, no. They just come in and they just share their experiences. For example, Tony shares when she was diagnosed with lupus and she couldn't perform anymore and she thought her career was over. So, it, it comes from a personal level. It comes from a, a, a deep, deep rooted need for the, for using the brand.
0: I think you probably launched at the right time, right? You know, right at the beginning of 2020. But, and you've experienced, I believe, you know, 8,000% growth, of course, Correct. in your first year. But what has that, you know, is it coming from the infomercials? Is it coming from Facebook? Is it just coming from word of mouth?
1: So when you launch a brand, I think the strategy always has to be a layered marketing strategy. You cannot just rely on one platform. So we do various things. So we do display advertising. Obviously, we have a great presence on Instagram and Facebook. You know, on our own accounts, um, we we do um, in store. Uh, meet and greets with different customers as well. So where we can explain the product, we do TV advertising through the infomercial. So it really comes from a lot of various different channels, but also word of mouth. You know, when you try a product, especially when you're talking about a beauty product or a pain relief product, and something really works for you, you're going to tell 10, 20 of your friends about it. So we're lucky that The product is a fantastic product. It really works for people, and they become truly loyal customers. So for us, that's an amazing thing. We actually did an independent survey, and um, out of this independent survey, 83% of customers um, were coming back after buying one product and buying more, and 87% of customers said that they would recommend this to their friends and family which is very high numbers we've only been around really like since 2020 if you think about DTC right so only a year and a half so for us it's about making sure that we create a culture and that we create um you know a group of people that can trust the brand
0: so now that you're kind of almost in every touch point that a customer would want to be in from QVC to Walmart the Urban Outfitters, Bed, path and Beyond, you know, what's next for Uncle Buds? Because I know that you're also approaching international, you're on Tmall, would love to hear how that's going. And then kind of thinking about the future, you know, are is it about right now staying, you know, steady with the partners that you have? Or are you thinking about really ramping that up from a product and a, a distribution perspective?
1: So for us, it's always about making sure that we listen to the customer and bring products that they're looking for and that they also think uh, and suggest. So really looking at where can we expand in what categories we're expanding in the pet category. So we're adding some new pet products as well uh, with CBD. Um, from a retailer touch point, we work with our current retailers very closely and always look for opportunities that not just you know uh, domestically, but also abroad, like you mentioned, China, uh, we're also launching in Australia. Um, so it's it's always about making sure that it's the the right time. It's all about timing with the brand. So um, you know, just like China, we launched in China with Timor. China has some regulations that they really need to sort out first because there's some regulations about CBD that they need to define. Very much like the US did when the Farm Bill. Passed, you know, in 2019, beforehand, it was a little bit of a grey area. Uh, and then the Farm Bill passed, China's going under regulation at the moment. So really asking brands and really defining what the regulations have to be. So you have to be adaptable. Um, we we have a very strong plan for the next two to three years in terms of uh, making sure that we grow our DTC business, making sure that we grow with the customers that we're in now and also expand with new customers. But keeping the brand fresh, keeping it exciting, introducing uh, products that uh, perhaps are a little bit different and not so common. So we always want to do something that's that has a bit of a spin to it and, and something innovative.
0: Will you talk a little bit about those products? Because I know gummies and collagen are coming down the pipe.
1: Yes. So we launched our collagen capsules in both hemp and CBD, which we're super excited about. Because, um, you know, collagen is a is an amazing ingredient that um, everybody should really try. Uh, But for us, the pet category was something that we really uh, wanted to expand. Uh, Pet and arthritis in pets is an anxiety uh, is a big arena and is a big area. And um, for me, we wanted, again, we we have to be 100% made in the US. Uh, we want to make sure that uh, we manufacture it at the highest level. Um, and the other products that we're coming out with is hair care. Um, again, you know, hair care with hemp and CBD in it. Hemp and CBDs have, have some amazing properties. Um, a lot of people suffer from, from from different issues with their scalp and hemp obviously has an anti-inflammatory property. So hair care is uh, is next on the cards. And you're the first to hear that.
0: (laughs) Amazing. We always love an exclusive. Bruno, last question for you. You know, we talked a little bit about the perception of what CBD and hemp and cannabis have broadly, but do you feel like the tide is changing now, both from a retail perspective about what they're willing to carry, and then also from um, a social perspective and a customer perspective?
1: Look, I think hemp and CBD uh, still has a long way to go. And some retailers, um, you know, mainstream retailers only want to be associated with hemp or they're comfortable being associated with CBD, but not in all areas. So some will not carry gummies, as an example. Um, I I think we have a long way to go because unfortunately, you know, Sometimes you have companies out there putting out, uh, brand, you know, products that are not so reputable. You can't trace the the origin of where it's manufactured, so it becomes it becomes very tricky for the customer. That's why, you know, you have to focus on really knowing which direction you're going in. and And I think as as time progresses, retailers are going to get more comfortable with this. I think regulations are going to come in play, which I think everybody welcomes regulations because it gives everybody. Uh, a roadmap of of what to do and what not to do and and i think as a brand you know especially in this arena like hemp and cbd you can't promise too much because you know that that's where it's damaging you have some brands that overpromise about what these ingredients can do and i think that that really is detrimental for a lot of the other brands out there that are doing it the right way um, so i always say if you're not sure Uh, Do a lot of research before putting something out there because you don't want to mislead customers and consumers and retailers because that's where then you go 10 step backwards.
0: Thank you so much, Bruno. It was so great having you.
1: Thank you so much, Priya. I really appreciate your time.
0: Thanks for tuning into the Glossy Beauty Podcast. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Please don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you're listening. See you next week.